This week, we talk about a big step back in women's rights for our nation, Roe v. Wade being overturned. You're listening to Politics Schmolitics, and this is the week of 7 3 The national anthem of the United States proclaims in its final line, the land of the free and the home of the brave. However, five people made a decision clashing with the majority of the nation. And all of a sudden, this land became a whole lot less free. Abortion is the term for when you end your pregnancy, and it could be due to many reasons. It could be because of the inability to provide care of the child due to financial reasons, health issues, or just not being able to provide care because you're in college or you, you're just not in the position to have a child. It could also be because of marriage or other relationship issues or just reasons person wants to keep private. It's not an easy decision to have an abortion. It's not like people just go out and say, you know, hey, I'm going to have an abortion. It takes time and thought. Abortion isn't this new thought either. Abortions were happening in 1550 before the Common Era, so it's been around for well over 3,500 years, and it wasn't a pro-life issue back then. Abortion became politically associated back in the 19th century when the government started saying how the original European race that had settled in America was being killed, and that soon the population would be filled with immigrants. The reasons that motivate anti-abortionists to this day, it's definitely evolved from how it was back then. Starting in the late 1890s and continuing on until pretty much the mid-1960s, states started passing anti-abortion laws. For example, in 1896, Chicago made it so that women couldn't own tools used in abortions. However, in 1973, all of this changed. This was the year that the Supreme Court took for the second time the Roe v. Wade case, a case that's motive was to legalize abortion across the country and respect women's privacy and their own choice to do so. The Supreme Court agreed in a 7-2 vote, and all over the country, abortion laws were changed, and abortion was legalized till the fetus had reached viability. So essentially it was when the fetus was able to live outside of the womb. And the fetus, it's usually viable at 24 weeks. Since then, there have been many attempts to illegalize abortions, usually failing. However, in 2018, the state of Mississippi attempted to ban abortions after 15 weeks. However, it was blocked by a U.S. appeals court after legal challenge. Once again, happened last year, we talked about this law that the state of Texas had introduced, and um, the law was essentially banning abortions after six weeks, which is before many women find out that they're pregnant, and even if they do know that they're pregnant at that point, it doesn't give them a whole lot of time to make a decision. And the thing about this Texas law was that it wasn't enforced by the state of Texas. Instead, what they done was make it so that citizens of Texas could sue for no less than $10,000 for anyone that helped or performed an abortion. And since the state of Texas, since they didn't even enforce this law, this really helped them avoid court battles. So they basically found a loophole. 
Now, the case we had talked about before, the one in 2018 in Mississippi, it was called Dobbs versus Jackson's Women Health Organization, and it had been reappealed to the Supreme Court. And it had waited some times, and after a couple of justices being appointed, the court took up this case again. Around two months ago, in early May, the draft majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito was leaked. And basically, the majority opinion in a case is where they pick the most senior member on the majority to just write an opinion about their decision. Now, in the Dobbs case, essentially the only solution for the Supreme Court was to back Roe v. Wade and stop Mississippi from continuing this 15-week ban, or they were to side with Mississippi and essentially end Roe's guarantee of rights for the past 50 years. Now, this is the most conservative court the country has seen in over 90 years. So, I I guess we all know what they picked. The draft opinion by Judge Alito stated that Roe was wrong from the start and that it was time to send the issue of abortion back to the elected representatives of the people. Essentially, they wanted to overturn Roe. Now, the Supreme Court, they never have leaks like this. So, instant reaction was obviously investigating the leak. But there were also calls to vote from pro-choice and pro-abortion this fall, um, and frustration over how some of the judges, who were part of the majority, they had lied in their Senate confirmation, and they hadn't said they were pro-abortion, but they'd clarified that Roe was here to stay. So, they felt lied to, obviously. It was also acknowledged how we had just taken a step back in women's rights and that the generations to come would have less rights than the ones before them. Now, it was only the draft opinion and the justices, they could still change their opinion on this, but on June 24th, almost two months later, in a 5-4 to decision, it became official. Roe v. Wade would be overturned and the issue of abortion would head back to the states. Now, if you live in a fairly liberal state like the state I live in, Illinois, abortion is still legal to the point of viability. However, if you live in a state like Alabama, abortion is pretty much completely illegal. There are also states that are sort of in between, like Florida, where abortion is allowed till 15 weeks. And there are states that have trigger laws that were laws prepared before the ruling, and they were set to be put into action as soon as Roe was overturned. Then there are also states with trigger laws that take effect after 30 days. And there are some states that have their trigger laws held up in court because of lawsuits by abortion providers. As of now, abortion is restricted in 20 states, with it being unrestricted to the point of viability or beyond in 17 states. The other 13 states are having their laws held up in their state government or court. Now, 61% of the country didn't want Roe v. Wade to be overruled. Five people got to make that decision for millions, and it seems very unthought out, as if the only things they took into consideration was their political bias and their religion. It shouldn't be fair for uh, rel- their religion to have to rule the rest of the country. In the House, you need 218 representatives, and in the Senate, you need 51, sometimes 60, to pass legislation. Yet five justices change the future of our country in such a way. It's going to affect so many women, forcing some to have a child. It could ruin their future of going to college, affect their job opportunities, and put many in debt. Frankly, having a child is not cheap. It costs over 
$230,000 to have a child, raising a child till they're 17. And for some, their financial system isn't ready for something like that. Plus, a lot of these states with bans are frankly some of the poorest states in the country to begin with. They didn't take into account whether these states would help women and provide paid leave and universal child care. They care so much about the fetus only when it's in the womb. But as soon as the fetus is out of the womb, what would these states pr provide? Abortion cases in the U.S. were falling naturally before this ban, and the party that wants less intervention with the lives of everyday people suddenly put bans directly on women's bodies. How much more can you involve the government into someone's life? Now, Biden, fa Biden he's going to face a lot of heat for this, and he doesn't really have the power to do much. Uh, Congress does have the power to make rural federal law, but then there's the filibuster, and it's been used by Republicans a lot to block votes. And then you can go into removing the filibuster, but it's something Senators Cinema and Manchin just don't want to do. Either way, Biden signed an executive order for abortion rights, and this executive order is helping get lawyers to represent and defend people getting abortions. It's going to make sure women have access to abortion pills, as well as look at ways to help the privacy of people who've had an abortion or who want to learn about reproductive care. Other ideas that abortion advocates that had come up with that weren't included in the order were making abortion clinics on federal property, which weren't subject to state laws. But the government didn't want to go on with this plan for the fear that providers and patients alike would be prosecuted. Biden also really pushed for people to vote in the midterms this November. And as, as we know, people really need to show up to get enough senators and representatives out there to hopefully keep the majority in the House and expand it in the Senate. I mean, the, the party in power, we've talked about this before on our podcast when we were talking about Supreme Court nominees. The party in power tends to lose seats in the midterms. And so people are going to have to show up in big terms to get pro-choice senators and representatives in Congress. And hopefully, if we get enough senators, we can bypass the filibuster, which has held up so much legislation. Abortion could be legalized at a federal level if this was all to happen. And the problem some people have with that is that this will take around six months of no abortion access. Four months till it's November, then people get sworn in after two months later in January. So it's going to take some time. But at the end of the day, the country took a major step back in women's rights. All of these communist countries that the media always criticizes for their human rights issue, like Russia and China, even they allow abortions. But the leader in the world economy, this, this country that so many other countries look up to, they can't even guarantee it. happen as i said many times it's just a big step back in the history of our country i can just picture the generations coming forward that will read about this in their books and you know just shake their heads it's not a bright moment
But that was pretty much it for this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to our mailing list. All you need to do is send an email to politicsmolitics2022 at gmail.com. That email is located on the description of our podcast on pretty much any platform you listen to it on. And it's also located on our website. I'll just send you a brand new email every single time I release an episode through that email and you can also give me feedback through that email another way you can give me feedback is through rating my podcast on apple podcasts also helps expand our podcast and feel free to tell friends family uncle aunt just anyone about this podcast thank you for listening to politics politics and this was the week of 7 3 2022